Hey everybody, it's Ian Reed Twist, pastor at Holy Cross Episcopal Church in Novi. Today's sermon is entitled, How the Light Gets In, and it was preached on the second Sunday of Advent in 2020, which was Sunday, December 8th, and the text for the day was Matthew 3, verses 1 through 12. Enjoy! One of these days, I'm, I'm going to take one of those passages and just go all hellfire and brimstone on you. <laughs> Shake things up a bit. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Those are John the Baptist's very first words in Matthew's gospel, and they're fierce words, too. It's not long before John is calling his theological opponents, opponents a brood of vipers, and warning that we must all bear fruit worthy of repentance before the Messiah comes to gather in the wheat among us and burn away the chaff. Yikes. It's not hard to detect a tone of judgment in this passage. Like the tone of a soapbox preacher in public squares proclaiming God's coming wrath on passing tourists and, oh, say, Christmas shoppers. And of course, Repentance is a major theme of this season of Advent. As in Lent, we spend these four weeks preparing our hearts for the coming of Christ through repentance and prayer and charity. Now, generally speaking, we think of repentance as a process of accounting for the bad things we've done and requesting forgiveness and grace. And it is that. But the Greek word metanoia used here in Matthew and in many other New Testament texts carries another connotation as well. Meta means transform. Noia means thinking or mind. So to repent, metanoia, means to enter into a transformed way of thinking, to have a new mind. It involves altering how we view and understand ourselves and the world. This definition of repentance opens the way to a much broader set of practices than simply making amends. Even if we aren't aware of owing any particular apologies, this metanoia repentance can invite us into a healing encounter with other destructive ways that we think. Is there someone in our life that makes us angry or resentful? If so, what shift of mind can we seek to see that person differently, even to see Jesus in that person? Do we always feel short on money or time or both? If so, how might we shift our minds to find an inner experience of sufficiency and calm? Do we struggle with depression and a low sense of self-worth? If so, is there a way to transform our mind and connect more fully into how God sees us? When you think about it, that's the point of view that metanoia repentance invites us to find no matter what our issue is. 
God's point of view, God's loving, generous, grace-filled perspective on the world, on others, maybe particularly on ourselves. Sounds great, right? But how do we do that? What's the path that can move us towards this kind of repentance that's about altering our perspective? I don't really have a full answer to that question, even for myself. And I'm sure it will differ among you also by circumstance and personality. For some, a focus on meditation and Christian breath prayer or even petitioning for a more generous heart might be helpful. For others, maybe the call is more active to get involved in a volunteer ministry that opens our eyes on people we didn't understand before. But I suspect that whatever path we take, the key to accessing this transformed perspective has to do with coming to terms with our own brokenness letting go of our own expectations of how the world should be, developing a powerful spiritual relationship with what is. You know, in my first church, I used to visit an elderly guy who was pretty much confined to his home. He had to give up driving a few years before And in the time I'd known him, he'd taken several falls. Now he had home care coming several times a week and additional help from his son who lived close by. One afternoon, before sharing communion, I was talking with him about how he was navigating these changes and this aging process. He told me that he was a fiercely independent person. And one of the hardest things he'd had to learn to do was to ask for help. I acknowledged what a struggle that must be. It's so much easier to give help than to ask for it. I wondered also if there was any kind of blessing in it at all. Well, he said that it helped him deal with his big ego, made him humble and not proud, And then he thought for a minute and added that it made him closer to people, closer to God and Jesus because he relies on them more, but also closer to people. It could just just make me bitter that I have to lean on others in these ways, he said. But I've found that it doesn't do that. It actually draws me closer to others. And I could see that at least to some degree, he had found his way to that metanoia, that shift of perspective. He'd found his way to accepting his limitations and brokenness, to seeing himself more the way God saw him, with love and grace, and thus to allowing that brokenness to become an opening for connection. It could just make me bitter, but it actually draws me closer to God and closer to others. I wonder 
if this story of transformed mind, this version of repentance, might encourage those of us who are seeking our own shift in perspective as well. Certainly it can alter how we hear John the Baptist's words today in the, in the gospel. Maybe separating out wheat and burning chaff doesn't have to be about dividing the saved from the damned, but can be about the inner process of burning away destructive thinking, purifying our hearts. And maybe if finding a transformed mind is really what repentance is about, then the kingdom of heaven is not a reality outside of us, but a way of living and seeing in this world. Even a way of loving the brokenness, our own and others. A way of finding God's grace in what is, in what is and bypassing bitterness over what could have been. Repent, John the Baptist calls, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. Or, to quote the late, great poet and prophet Leonard Cohen, ring the bells that still can ring. Forget your perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in. Amen. Okay, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to this week's sermon. And if you want more information about me or the church, you can always go to our website, Holy Cross Novi, that's N-O-V-I.org. And in the meantime, have a blessed week, and you can find more sermons as we publish them in the same place you found this one. Take care.